Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. Your word is alive and living inside of us, Father God. You release it from heaven, but you release it out of our belly. Out of our belly shall flow rivers of living water for those who believe, O God. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are raising us up. We are built on the rock Jesus, Yeshua being the rock of our foundation, God. We build our house not on sand, but on the Word of God. That we are living epistles, O God. Father, we thank You for Your strength. We believe, God. And because we believe, we see. And because we see, we do. And because we do, we have. And because we have, You, Father God, pour out out of us, O God, fresh and pour in us fresh oil today. Father, fill us, God. We come to buy oil from you today, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Today's message is called, Only Believe, but with a question mark. Only believe, because that's what many people are preaching out there and everybody, that's the thing. Well, I believe, you know, but they don't know the concept. They don't know the, the inheritance. They don't know the suffering. They don't know the, the covenants of being a true believer. Yes, Jesus said only believe, but what did He say? So let's see today. Line upon line, precept upon precept, we're going to know His Word and know what He's saying because it's not just cherry-picking the Scriptures because that's not going to keep us till the end. What's going to keep us to the end is... Given our all, and we receiving all of Him for all of us. The, the invisible exchange, our lives for His. Him replacing us with Him. We need to get straight. As many will say, believe, and you will be saved. Well, the Bible says, even Satan believes. James 2, 18-20 says, Yea, a man... May say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without thy works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Thou believeth that there is one God. Yahweh's his name, one God, one Savior, one Creator. Thou does well. The devils also believe, and they tremble. The problem is the devils believe and tremble, but a lot of Christians. Say they believe, but they don't tremble. A lot of Christians, see, he says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That's the problem. They don't really believe. They believe in their own revelation, their own mindset, their own definition of belief, but they don't really believe because when you believe, you see. And when you see, you do. And when you do, you have. But thou will know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead. This isn't even about faith. This is about belief today. We do know that unbelief is sin. We know that unbelief is powerless. And we know that unbelief is basically what will ultimately stop God in His tracks. Unbelief stopped Him from going into Galilee, stopped Him from doing mighty miracles, stopped Him from, uh, from them receiving Him all through the Bible. And even Jesus said, believe on my name. But he also walked with them and said all bunch of other things. Let's see, let's see now. Luke 8, 49-51. While yet 
he spoke, there cometh from a ruler of the synagogue, from the synagogue, the house, house, saying to him, Thy daughter is dead, trouble not the master. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Fear not, believe only, because the guy didn't believe what Jesus could do. Obviously, he's seen. So he said, Believe, believe only. And she, about, she may be made whole. He's talking about believing in, in, in the signs and wonders, believing in the miracle. Believe only. And when he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in, save Peter and James and his father and mother. Now let's go to John 1, 11-13. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. His own believed him not. Received him not. As many as received him, he gave them power... Power to become the sons of God. Even them that believed on His name. So they got power. Even them that believed on His name. So there had to be power given to them that believed, if they really believed. See, people think they believe, but if they really believe, there's something that comes with belief all the time. Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. So when we believe, we'll be, be born of God. Then that thing that happens is we become born again. So John 3, let's read this, what it says here. 1 through 23. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, he came in, you know, in secret because it wasn't popular to listen to Jesus. It wasn't popular even to say his name. All the other rulers in the synagogues and the Pharisees, but some of them, he did believe. But did he get the promise? We know that there are a teacher come from God, so he's believing. And we, that no man can do these miracles except God be with him. Jesus answered and said, And verily I say unto you, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So when you believe, you see the kingdom of God. There's many Christians, there's many believers, there's many people that say they, they follow a faith, but they do not believe because they don't see. You're like, what's going on? Half the churches, uh, 80% or whatever, they're so carnal, they don't believe because they're not, they're carnally minded. Because they do not believe. Because if they believe, they'd see, and they'd see Him as it is, and they would fear Him. came in the night, and he says, you do these miracles except God be with him. So he, but did he follow him? Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily I say unto you, except a man be born, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born? See, he couldn't see what he was saying. People don't see what you're saying. doesn't mean it's not what is being said from heaven. Because theologians and carnal people want to try to tell you the Bible by their own interpretation, but they don't know God because they don't see. You can't know someone you can't see. If I know you, I've seen you. And if I've seen you, I believe you that you are. People can tell me I've seen God, but if you've seen Him, you've known Him, and you believe Him, then you become the Son of God. Belief. Everybody says they believe, but do they really believe? Yeah, they believe. Yeah, I can say I believe, but if you really believe, you believe because Jesus is the bread from heaven. You believe the word. Nicodemus, 
How can a man be born again and enter the second time into his mother's womb? And Jesus said, I verily said, if a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Being born again. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. We know in the garden that we, Adam was born of, created in the flesh. God breathed life in the soul, but he, he that spiritual thing was separated and man died at that point so Jesus came to bring our spirit back to life through the blood of Jesus marvel not I said unto you must be born again as the wind bloweth and heareth the sound you cannot tell whence it comes whether it goeth but every one that is born of the spirit Nicodemus entered and said unto him how can these things be true Jesus answered and said unto him see he believed that he came from God but he really didn't believe him you see the difference? He believed him, but he didn't believe him. But he wanted to believe him, but he had to open his heart and he had to really repent. And he told you, and as he said this, and he said, if, Verily I say to you that if you know and testify what I had, and testify that we have seen and received not our witness. Here it is. Jesus said unto him, You say unto him, Thou art a master of Israel, and then knowest not these things? He's like, You say you're a, a rabbi. You say you're a Pharisee. You say you're in the temple. You know all the law, but you don't know God. You don't know the Holy Spirit. You don't know that I am who I am. But then you say you believe, but you really don't understand. But if you really believe, you would repent and get on your knees right now and, and cry out. Because wherever the Holy Spirit is, Jesus is. Wherever Jesus is, He draws all men unto repentance. Wherever He is, He said, this, unless the Spirit draws them, no man can come unto Me. So what He's saying, unless the Holy Spirit gets a believing heart, He draws them to Him. And the faith will magnetize salvation to people. It's just a supernatural thing. Salvation is the biggest miracle that really we can never see it being done. But you can't see it, so you're like, it's not a big deal. But it's a really big deal to those persons that have been dead and now are alive. To the person that was blind and now they can see. And to you and me, it was a, the biggest deal of our life. And many people think they know God, but through works and belief, they deny Him all the time. So we need to, to establish what is really true conversion. Because it's important. Because if I go home my whole life thinking something that's not, even Jesus said, uh, the, the, that which thing you think you have, and at the end you find it you don't have, it's in the scriptures, but I'm not, I didn't go to that today. So no man, it says, if I had told you earthly things, you would believe, you, and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you heavenly things? He believed he came from God. Everyone believes Jesus came from God, but do they believe him? And no man has ascended to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. And Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even must the Son of Man be lifted up. He was talking about on the cross. His whole purpose was to come and seek and save that which was lost. What was really lost was authority in the garden, was our spiritual connection, our relationship. So we were lost in a sense. Mankind got lost. God is not lost. So He came 
to seek that which was lost. People say, and I said this before, oh, you found God. No, God found me. He's not lost. We are. But we have to believe to be found. And he says this, and it goes on and on. Thou our master knoweth all things, and verily say, and marvel not that I said you must be born again. He says, speak those things, and you receiveth not my witness. And then he goes about being lifted up, and he says, Who? and then he goes here. This is what everybody doesn't get. And Moses shall be lifted, so shall be lifted. Whosoever, whosoever believeth in him, he just said he believed him, but he didn't believe it in him. See, there's a, we got we got to really dig dig into what this really means because false churches and false converts and false followers are being deceived because they think there's an easier way than the cross. Believe in covenant. Believe him should not perish but have eternal life. Whosoever believed in him, but he is the word. So you have to believe the whole word, not just the scripture. Not just an image. An image of a Hollywood Jesus. An image of a statue. An image of a cross. You have to actually believe and then you'll perceive. But that's something that only God knows. People can say they believe and they tell you they believe, but by works they deny Him and by your seeing you judging this is not of God. Hey, be careful, judge not. But true believers bear witness because the spirit that is in them bears witness that we are the children of God. The clean word of God. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him, all of Him, His toes to His top of his head shall not perish but have everlasting why do you think they ate the guts and everything of the sacrifice in the old covenant because you have to eat the whole word you cannot just cherry pick the good things that you like they ate the guts they ate the whole thing because it was a it was a s- symbolic thing about eating all of the land. They couldn't leave any. And if there was any left over, they couldn't eat. They had to share it to, with their neighbor. And that was actually sharing the gospel to your neighbor. Sharing the Lamb of God to your neighbor. That we're, the mar- we're going to enter into the marriage supper, the feast. So God loved the world. But He's talking about the souls that He lost. He's not ta- he hates this world and the things of this world. Because if you love this world and the things of this world, the love of the Father is not in you. So he's not talking about loving the world and the ways of the world, but he's talking about loving people at this aspect. So you have, to, you have to understand. People read carnally and they don't understand the Word of God. Whosoever believes in it shall not perish. But we, we have to have the right definition of what belief is. And today we are going to find it. We're going to see it and we're going to know it. Many of us know it, but a lot of people don't. God sent His Son into the world, not to condemn the world, but through that through the world, through, that the world through Him might be saved. Might. That's the big thing. People say they believe Him, but they don't get saved. But if you really believe Him, then the miracle happens. Because God cannot lie. And you might be lying. Because belief doesn't come here. 
It really comes from the heart. This is not a mind thing. It's, it's loving God with all of what? Your heart and your mind. It's not just one of them. God sent His Son into the world, not to give it to it, might be saved, that he that believes on Him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not... And it's funny, this comes right after Nicodemus' whole thing about being born again. Because Nicodemus believed he came from God. Nicodemus believed he was the Son of God. He came in the night because he didn't want other people to know that he really believed Him because the others didn't believe Him. But he wasn't really willing to follow Him or take the persecution or being disowned and cast out of His... his or, to bow, or to give up His religious title of His time. So he was going through a struggle like every one of us will in this world. There's a struggle because when you believe Jesus... You've not. You're got to get new friends. What do you mean? Because it doesn't work. A new creation. Old things pass away. All things become new. That's friends, family, everything. It's, it's oil and water. It doesn't mix. We are light in the world, but we don't, we, we cast out darkness. So, he that believes on him is not condemned, but he that believes not is already condemned already because he has not believed the name of the only begotten Son. So it's the name of it. And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world, but men love darkness rather than... So if you love darkness, you still might believe it, but you don't want to receive it. So you can believe it and not receive it too, because it's about the heart. Because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. So right there's another key. Your deeds get reproved when you're really saved. Because that's part of the whole process of salvation. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light. That is the deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. After these things came Jesus and his disciples into the land of Judea. And he tarried with them and, and baptized and John also was baptizing, and it goes on and on about the, and was, then let's go. So belief in the New Testament was spoken over 237 times. 237 times mentioned different times in the New Testament. Though there's different things of belief. And we're going to find out today. And we know that God desires us right here. I... There's another famous one. Oh, everybody knows. Romans Road, right? So this is my whole thing about everyone thinking, oh yeah, I went to Billy Graham Crusade. I went up and said a prayer days, but nothing ever changed. And I'm really, I'm a Christian. I go, you know, never miss Christmas or, you know, Easter, which is not even part of the, it's a pagan practice. Oh, the Passover, you know, the, 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 the Easter. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a believer. I believe, yeah, I believe, but I know I don't, you know, I don't read the Bible. I don't want to be around Christians. I want to, you know, my whole life is revolved around me. They're not really saved. That's what people are thinking. Oh, don't judge. It's like, how can you say they're saved? Because there's no sign of life in them. The sign of life is believing and we co what comes after receiving. 
Romans 10, 1 through 17. Here's the key right here. My brother's heart desire and prayer for Israel is they, that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness, ignorant, that's what he's talking. This is after Jesus went on the cross and everything. This is Romans, Paul, having not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. See, that's the whole law. Their own flesh, their righteousness, by their works. God doesn't receive our works anymore. He receives our heart now. And then our works follow our belief. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. For Moses described the righteous which is of the law, that no man does these things, shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on wise, say with thy heart, who shall ascend to heaven that to bring... Up Christ again from the dead. But he that saith it, the word is nigh thee, even thy mouth and thy heart. So he's talking about the mouth and thy heart. That's where we get this thing, oh, just come up and say a prayer. But people witness someone saying a prayer, but they can't witness the heart. Only God can. So without them knowing and bearing witness of the heart, Oh yeah, you're saved, brother. Your sins have been forgiven. Go on. But nothing happened. Because they were emotionally moved, but they didn't surrender. What the word of faith which we preach, even thy mouth and thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach, that thou should confess with thy mouth that the Lord, this is why we get the prayer from, and shall believe in thy heart, but see, only God knows who's believing in the heart. That God has raised them from the dead, they shall be saved. For with the heart man believes, see they have a wrong revelation of this, because only God knows really who really believes. Unto righteousness, believe unto righteousness, in the mouth confess, confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture said, whosoever believed on shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew, the Greek, the same Lord is the rich over all that call upon Him. This is the whole thing. The call upon. This is the whole thing. The guy that was doing everything went to the temple and the one went in there and beat his chest and said, Wicked man. He was calling on God because he knew he needed Him. He didn't come up just because he didn't want to go to hell. He said, God, you need to help me with my life. I cannot live without you. I cannot do this without you. I tried all these years. I cannot do it. And I know, and my conscience con convicts me, and so does my heart. And I need your help. And save me. There's a difference. Be saying, saying a prayer because you don't want the end result, or saying a prayer because you won't need Him right now. Saying a prayer because you... The end result is heaven or hell. I can get the whole world to say a prayer. Convince them that this is one, and they'll just go and say a prayer to every other religion too. So they'll be like, I'm covered. I said a prayer here. I went to the Buddhist and said it to him. I went to this one. I got all, 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 all roads that lead everywhere covered. doesn't work that way. 
Because we know what we're seeing right now, there's, a, there's an unmasking going on right now in the body of Christ. And the real prophets and messengers are being rebuked by them and saying that, but they're the only ones that are going to stand in the end that are preaching the gospel with power. So then it says this right here. For, script, for, for him that believed on the righteous mouth and see confession unto salvation. But it has to be real. Only God knows. But then we, but then we see the, the fruits. For Scripture says, Whosoever believed on him shall be ashamed. But there is no difference between Jew nor Greek. He is Lord over all that rich unto him that call upon his name. They're calling upon his name in desperation of need of a Savior. Not in need of an end result that they don't like, because then they don't really believe, because they, they would follow only one way. For whosoever shall call upon his name of the Lord shall be saved. That's where everyone takes that and says, Savior, call on his name. You're saved. No, the belief has to be, the real belief has to be, then after they call on then when they're saved, or in the process of salvation, when they're born again, all Corinthians 5, 17, anyone in Christ is a new creation. Old things start to pass away. Nobody's perfect. And all things, there's a change. And the change starts to come. This is how them that call on him whom had not believed. How can they call him whom they believe? Well, if you just tell someone to say a prayer and that's calling on him, then you're saying that they believe because they believe because, and I know people in ministries, they'll chase people down there and just to get them to say a prayer and then they count it as a salvation. The people going like, oh, it's okay, I don't want to go to hell say a prayer. Nothing happens. And they count it as, we have a salvation day. Or people come to the altar because they've been emotionally moved by the evangelist, but they're not ready to go home and, and repent and get rid of the darkness and follow the light. Then that's the whole parable, the seed was sown. Yeah, I love the word, I want to go to heaven, I know my life's mess, and I receive that word. But when the cares of this life come and choke out the word, or they were, their, heart, their heart was hardened and they didn't let God give them a new heart, then... The birds of the air come, and you know the parable. I'm not getting into that today. And how then shall they call upon him unless they believed? We're talking about real. And then we, and show that they hear without a preacher. Preaching of the word with power. And how shall they preach except they be sent? And it is written, how beautiful the feet are then that preach the gospel and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, The Lord, who has believed our report? Who has believed our report? With a question mark. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So God's speaking through His vessel, or even speaking to you. Abraham heard God and believed it. No one else heard it, but he did. But he knew it was God. And he, that when you really hear God, you really have faith. If you hear man, you might not have faith. Because man doesn't have power. Man doesn't touch where the, the Spirit of God can touch and reach. So really we need to know what is God's definition of belief. Because many think, say they believe, but they don't. Jesus makes these declarations but he also has all the pages and he has commandments and words of life. They're not just a prayer. They're words of life. 
Being born again only comes from repenting. This is a transformation from one kingdom to another. It's called conversion. Conversion. The process of changing or causing something to change from one form to another. From darkness to light. From old to new. From non-believer to believer. Change, changing, transformation, turning, altering, metamorphosis, transfiguration, transmutation, translation, change, trans... The fact of changing one's beliefs and actions. Even the, even the worldly dictionary knows what conversion is. Jesus talked about conversion. The world's beliefs and actions persuading someone to change theirs. That's what it is. Let's go to Matthew 13, 15. For this people's heart, and he talks about them, wax gross because their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have been closed, lest at any time they shall see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted. And I will heal them. See, conversion comes first in healing. Even God can heal someone as a miracle and a sign, but it doesn't mean they were even converted. You, we know that for a fact because one of the leprosies, nine were, I believe, ten were healed and only one came back and was made whole. I, I believe he was really saved because he really started to believe in Jesus and wanted to follow him. The other just received the healing and miracle. John 12, 40 says, He has blinded who? The devil has, the, the spirit of this age has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart that they should not see with their eyes or understand with their heart. Our heart has understanding. And be converted. So you have to understand with your heart. See, people aren't telling them what it is, the cost of the gospel. You, don't, you need to understand what you're getting into to really receive what he's going to give you. God's not going to give you something you don't really know about. It's your life for his. You've got to know that. And I should heal them. Acts 3, 18-20. But those which God before had showed them by the mouth of the prophets, and Christ should suffer and so be fulfilled. Repent, yea, and be converted. There it is. Repent, yea, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. So one thing that comes with salvation is we receive His presence. And we begin to fall in love with His presence and then when we get out of His presence, we know we got to run to that cross. we got to go boldly to that throne of grace. We need to check ourselves because God's He's pointing out things. And you know what? The thing is, you got to know God delights in you. Just because He's pointing out an area of His life doesn't mean He's mad at you. He's trying to help you, trying to make you better. But if you never know the Father's love, all you're going to see that is condemnation, and then you're going to run and hide or beat yourself up. That's not what God... He delights in us... and. What kind of father would leave his child all messed up, uh, beaten up, bruised, hurt, um, bitter, all messed up, or would he come and heal him? But you have to know that he's good. But you can't know that he's good if you don't know him. Because right at salvation, we know that he's good because we bear witness that we are the sons of God, that we cry out, Abba, Father, and that we understand the conversion happened and we're on fire. It's just a whole nother life. 
And people are convincing people that a prayer is giving them a whole nother life. It does not. It's the conversion. Even Peter believed, but he wasn't converted yet. He wouldn't, he wouldn't follow a guy all that time if he didn't believe him. But he wasn't converted yet. Luke 22, 30-32, That they may eat and drink at the table in my kingdom. And sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you. And that's all of us that begin to even follow you. You start, oh, I think I'm going to go to church next. You're not saved, but you know what? I want to get my life together. You think this, the enemy doesn't hear you telling people that? Or seeing the, the, the evangelist or the, or, the, or the Christian person coming and trying to win you and, 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 and preach to you and, 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 and get you to, not really to church, but to get you in relationship with Jesus because you become the walking altar, really, because the Holy Spirit lives inside of you and we are the house of God. So it's really wherever you go, Jesus goes, and wherever He is, salvation can be there. It doesn't have to be getting them to a building. It's about getting them to the cross. So... You think Satan's not going to go, you know what, on that one right now, because he's, he's heading the wrong way now. Satan's wrong way, the right way. To, you don't understand the, if you don't understand the battle, you'll never fight. If you don't understand the war, you'll never be in the battle. But he's won, but we have to continue with him till the end. Endure till the end, and you shall be saved. So he says, Satan may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for thee that your faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brother. So Peter was going along with him, believing, but he had to wait. Jesus obviously had to go, shed his blood, die, resurrect, send the Holy Spirit for the true conversion to happen on the earth. So all the disciples got that in the upper room and the promise was a conversion for most of them. But they all stood in belief and in faith anyway. And then they were converted. But I bet you tons of people left that room because it took too long. Or I don't know what, I don't really believe fully. I was just following the crowd and you know what? You guys are crazy. You're sitting here all these days waiting on some promise. I'm out of here because you know it's the Sabbath and I have to go take my do my thing. And then he's saying, then you can strengthen other people. You can't do nothing. And people with, that's what theologians and dead religion, they think they can help people, but they can't. Has to be an L. An evaluation of a need for a Savior, the poverty of our state, despising the sin and realizing as good as we try to be, we cannot stop sinning. And give up and say, God, I can't. I really want to. And then calling out. That's how most of us got saved. Even if we didn't yell out, our heart was crying out. And God met us at our heart. Not at... You know, are someone trying to force us into that. So if we don't give Him everything now, we will never give Him everything then. That's the whole purpose of being raised up, being ready, being ready for whatever comes. Is If you're not ready to give God everything now, you think you're going to take, be ready to be martyred or whatever happens to come, or you're not going to take the mark of the beast? That's the whole thing about it. 
You're not even saying now, God, have everything, and you think later you're going to give up everything at the end? Surrender is the essence of life. Give up, and God steps in. I mean, that song amazed me because this is all before. One, beauty for ashes. The free gift of salvation cost us our pride. The characteristics of the old man. 1 John 2.16 For all that is in the world, the lust, these are the characteristics of the old man, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father but of the world. That's our old man. It's pride. Anyone in Christ will humble themselves or start to be humble or work on that. The new man is humility. He says, be clothed in humility. Anyone in Christ is a new creation. All things pass away. All things become new. What is new to you? Well, different than it was before. Choices. It always comes down to choices. True believers make the right choices. False believers make the choices they want to make. They don't let the Word of God choose for them. This is heavy stuff. This is real. This is simplicity. This is not even meat. This is just the gospel. Those believing a cheap gospel will not pay the price of life if it comes down to that. Look at Jesus said. You don't believe me? Well, look at this one. 1 Corinthians 6, but not Jesus, but Paul. 15 to 20. I know not that your bodies are members of Christ. Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that which is joined to a harlot is one body, but the two for two saith shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. You have to be joined in spirit. Flee fornication, every sin that man does without the body. But he that commits fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? See, you're not your own. See, that's the problem with the false gospel. You're still your own. You just picked a belief system. A belief system without any power, without any transformation, without any... That's what they all are. What's the difference? Yours just says Christian and theirs says Buddhist or whatever. Right? No, there's something that happens. You are bought with a price. You are servants. You are, you, and be not ye the servants of man, brethren. Let every man wherein he is called, therefore abide with God. We need to be, to sell ourselves to the one who purchased it with his blood, the power of the cross. Salvation starts at repentance, not at believing. We have cheapened the gospel with salvation prayer. Very few are preaching the cost. But why wouldn't we preach the cost if Jesus preached the cost? If we're supposed to be preaching what Jesus preached, 
He preached it. Put forth the parable, were bidden, and he marked those out of the chiefs. When thou art bidden, if any man to a wedding sit not down to the highest room, lest a more honorable man come, and he talks, he has bade come to the lowest, and he goes, okay. I'm going to skip that. Okay, for who, this, I want to start here. For whosoever exalts himself shall be abased. This is the whole kingdom of God. And whoever shall be abased, and whoever humbles himself shall be exalted. Then said also him that were with him, When thou makest a dinner or a supper, and it tells you what to do, and I'm going to skip on to that. And he said unto them, and I'm going out of um, verse 15, 16. And he said, a certain man made a great supper and made a great supper and, bid, and, and invited everybody to come. See, they were invited to come. They said a prayer, but they didn't really come and sit down because the lamb was there and they didn't eat the lamb. Jesus said, if you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you'll have life in you. He said, if, if anyone comes after me and does not pick up his cross, he cannot be my disciple. So what he's saying, if any man comes after me and does not eat, and that's when the whole crowd left because everybody wants to say an end time prayer, but they don't want to pick up the cross. And he said, a large supper, one consent began to make, one said and began to make excuses. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground and my needs must go and see it. I pray thee, excuse me. And today's modern says, hey, I just got a new, uh, some new property or a new business or this. I have to get it going. And another said, I have bought five yokes of oxen. So we say right now, I, I just bought a, a brand new Harley Davidson, man. I didn't even, I didn't even break it in yet. And, and, I, and, and, and the scripture said, I bought five yokes of oxen. I haven't improved them. I pray you have me excused. And another said, I just got married. Well, bring the wife with you. And therefore, I cannot come. Because what is he doing? He's picking the wife over the Savior. He's picking his family over the, the walk. You see? That's what Jesus did. They don't understand this. You can't. The body of Christ does not have a true revelation of what real covenant is because we've cheapened it by the, the, the big saying. It's like, um, and it's so true because it's in the Bible, but it's the thing that uh, salvation is a free gift. It doesn't, we don't, it's that whole thing about that. It just keeps, they just keep saying, hey, there's nothing we need to do, but there's everything we need to give. It's our life, our heart, our mind. Everything that is within us. And he said this. And a servant came and showed the Lord these things. And said, Master, the house, he's being angry and said to his servants, Go quickly to the streets, the lanes, the cities, and call the poor, the maimed, the halt, the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as you commanded me. And there's still room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out to the highways and the hedges and compel them to come that my house may be filled. He's talking about, and his own forsake them, even the Jews, they didn't want him, but then he's, and he's making room for the Gentiles. That's us, most of us. For I say unto you, that none of those men which were bidden shall taste, none of them that were invited, they were invited. They even, you know, they, if you would have said, yeah, just say a prayer, they would have said the prayer. If you would have said, yeah, you know, you're not going to hell, it's a prayer. I guarantee you, I can get... Never mind. 
And there went great multitudes with him, and he turned and said unto them, If any man come after me, hate not his father, his life, his mother, his wife, his children, his brother, his sisters, you, and his own life, he cannot be my disciple. That's very clear. You've got to hate something to love something. You can't have two masters. You can't have two lives. You can't be a double agent. You can't sit at the table of the devils and say, Lord, that's the whole thing. That they're not telling them. It's just a prayer. Oh, but I believe. Yeah, you believe. I believe too. Even Satan believes. I believe in Jesus. But do you, do you really believe him to where you're going to believe this will happen to you? Or are you believing some man that told you that this is what it is, but nothing really happened in you? And you're not changing? Whatsoever does, he says, whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciples. For who? Attending. This is it right here. The churches aren't preaching the cost of intimacy, the cost of, of being a, a disciple. I'm not talking about it, the cost of Christian. They can be called a Christian. The, the cost of being converted and staying in the fold. He says this, what man, intending to build a tower, sits not down first and counts the cost? See, we got evangelists now that are just slick, in and out, city walkers, trying to get their numbers so their ministry looks big, and their heart doesn't give them because they got prayer cards. It says they got all these people saved, but you don't see any of them in church. You don't see any of them casting out devils. You don't see any of them healing the sick. You don't see any of them laying down their life, but you see them on Christmas. Or some other time. when, they, Or you see them when somebody gets sick in the family. Or you see them when, you know, they need something from God. But you don't see them on a daily basis because birds of a feather flock together. Eagles don't hang around with chickens. It's just not the nature. So count, Jesus said, that's why I'm, 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 I'm telling you everything because and anyone that's not preaching this full gospel ain't telling them everything so they're not really getting converted because God's not going to convert them if they don't really know the cost it's our life counting the cost whether you have sufficient you have the sufficient to finish it lest happily he has laid the foundation and it's not he's not able to finish it all that behold him begin to mock like you going back I know people all that like the guy from corn, right? Wow, amazing testimony. Powerful. Came back. God moved on him. Quit drugs, all that. He had, I didn't believe he was converted, but he went back to, the, to everything, to the vomit. It says a man can go back to the vomit. Uh, as a dog goes back to his vomit, a man can go back to his folly. So we see, does, who knows if God's going to get a whole rest of it. We, we can't judge that. That's up to God, but it's not a place you want to be. It's going back to your old nature and following the old ways if you're really converted. You're supposed to be changing from glory to glory, from faith to faith. From relationship to relationship, from step to step, all the way up. Oh, what king going to make war wouldn't sit down and say, so in other words, Am I going to be able to do this? Do I really want to do this? Is this really for me? And Do I really want to follow Jesus? Or am I just saying a prayer because I want to not go to hell? God knows the difference. I want to follow Jesus because I know I hate sin. I know that I cannot 
have power over sin, and I know that my heart condemned me, but God is greater than my heart, and I had to cry out for God because He is greater and I am not. And I need Him. And yeah, I fear going to hell because I really do believe Him. Doesn't sit down and see if He can do it. Or else yet, if way off and Amosite goes on and on, if the salt is good, but if salt has lost its savor, where should it be seasoned? Whosoever does not forsake not all that he is and has cannot be my disciple. Look up the word forsake. This is the gospel. It is good news. When you say that's not good news, it's a good news because you go from light, darkness to light. So you're believing that you're in love with those things, but really you're not. And none of us are perfect. None of us are doing any. But the thing is, we're willing and we're going through the fire. It is neither fit for the land nor for the dunghill, but men cast it out. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. Do we have ears to hear what really Jesus says? Are you really saved? What is belief? If you do not commit with a covenant, really, it cannot just be believed, it has to be covenant. We have to smash these sacred cows today. We need to smash the crossless gospels. It's life for life, heart for heart, will for will, flesh for spirit. Living sacrifice. And we know in Romans 1, I believe it is, that God has called us to be living sacrifices. Holy and acceptable, pleasing to God. Living sacrifices, what does that mean? All of these things. The exchange, but it's good. There's joy, peace, and righteousness. And it's, it's basically utopia. It's, you can live in a place of joy and peace. And everything in the world gets you, but this darkness does not come near you. But you got to give up. you got to let go. Even Paul's friend believed, but he departed from him because he said he loved this present world. So we must, he must have believed he wouldn't have followed Paul for all, and he wouldn't have upset Paul if he wasn't a really believer. Paul's like, I lost a fish. I caught him. And I was getting him into the boat, and God would have started to clean him, but he just wanted to get back into that ocean. They say the water is the, is the people, and the world represents the water. And we are the fish in the sea. And Let's look at this guy now, if you don't believe me. Let's believe the word. Acts 8, 3-24. And Saul made havoc of the church, entering into the house, hailing men and women committed into prison. So there's much persecution for, coming from Paul before he got converted. Therefore they were... And look at Paul. was doing, And then he got converted. He, he was Jew. He was doing what he thought was right. What he didn't see, he didn't hear. He didn't know, he didn't believe. But God, something about him in his heart, God showed himself and he believed and followed. Not everyone's going to have a... Not every, not everyone's salvation is different. Everyone's way they met God is different. Some was in, through brokenness and drugs, and it, but Paul's was through... Basically thinking his zeal for God, God's like, man, if I could get him on my side, he'd be amazing. And he was. Therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be amazing when, when the real persecution, 
when we can't be here on 41 anymore and we got to be hidden. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria, preached Christ unto them, and the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spoke, Philip spoke, hearing and seeing the miracles he did. Now, this can get off the doctrine of the, of the sensationalist saying that, you know, when the 12 apostles died, all the miracles and signs of the power of God died. Well, the, well, Philip wasn't one of those 12, and he was doing, Stephen was doing miracles. Philip was doing them right here. Hearing and seeing the miracles which he did, for unclean spirits were crying out with a loud voice, came out of many. So we got to say, well, Philip believed. With a loud voice, many were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies that were lame were healed. And there was a great joy in that city. But there was a certain man called Simon, which beforehand in the same city used sorcery to bewitch the people of Samaria, giving out that he was some great one, to whom they gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is the great power of God. They were deceived. Many are deceived today by false prophets and people. And to him they had regard, which because they of long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. But when... They believed Philip, they believed Philip, preaching these things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. They were baptized, both men and women. Baptized in the water. Then Simon himself believed. Simon believed. It's right here. He never got converted. As well as we know, who knows what happened when, you know, we don't know what happened in the future, but what was written here, he didn't, he believed. Right here it is. Simon himself believed also, and when he was baptized, and he got baptized in the water. See, it doesn't mean you, you got saved. It's water. He continued with Philip and wondered, beholding, now I'm not saying that we're not, you know, because they did it. But the true thing that is commanded is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Continue with Philip and wondered, beholding, the miracles and signs which were done. Now, okay, where was I? Believed in the same as both men and women. And Simon himself believed also, and when he see them being baptized, he continued with Philip, and wondered, beholding the miracles which were done. Now when the apostles, remember he believed, right? Because we're preaching about only believe, question mark, name of the message. Beholding the miracles, now the apostles of Jesus heard in Samaria and received the word of God. They received the word. They sent unto them Peter and John, whom, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as he was falling upon, the Holy Spirit was falling on, oh, for as yet was fallen upon none of them, only they which were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> and we know sometimes the Holy Spirit fell on them at the preaching of the word as well. Because God stretched forth his hand too. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money. He believed, remember? He just said, oh, he's a follower now. He's good. Let him in the pack. 
hands he received that the uh, laying hands received. But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou has has thought the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou thou neither have part nor lot in this matter, for thou heart is not right in the sight of God. So why he believed? Why wasn't he saved? Said anyone believed in Jesus? That's what they were preaching, right? Because of his heart. This 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 right here, this passage goes to to seal all the things I've been saying, basically. Repent therefore for the wickedness and pray God and perhaps thou thought of thy own heart may be forgiven thee. So that he still had a chance. That's the great thing with grace and God. You still have a chance. But was he converted? No, because if he was converted, the last thing he would be thinking about is buying the Holy Spirit. He would be desiring it because he wanted it to change his life, not to be known and famous and have the power that he's trying to be delivered from. He would have been delivered from the old man, but he wasn't delivered yet. And many people Preachers now are still selling the Holy Spirit. Come to the meeting, charging for conferences, charging for this, charging to be taken to heaven and fight the devil, charging for classes. This isn't biblical. We don't charge people. They're like selling the oil anyway. I, call, I have this word called uh, 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 the other side of the coin. Everyone wants to preach about getting mad at Simon, all the Christians running, you know, Giving the prophet money for a word, selling the Holy Spirit, trying to buy something from the Holy Spirit or buy power. That's basically what you're doing when you're, when you're promised to get all these things and get the impartations. You just got to seek God. If He draws you to a meeting to get to, get to know Him more than, and you get something, it's about the heart. But if you're going there to get the benefits and don't really want the heart of God or want, to, to want the cross, you're not going to get nothing. So we have bad on both sides nowadays. My gosh, imagine apostles saying, yeah, you want the Holy Spirit? Yeah, you know what? I got a book that'll tell you all how to get it. 20 bucks. Or I actually have, right now, lay on hand, just give an offering, you know. Give me a good offering. I'll pray, I'll, I'll pray till you get it. Same kind of spirit. And we're doing that, but we say, oh, you know, we have, we'll take scripture, you know. Don't muzzle the ox, you know, the, 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 the sheep. What, what kind of shepherd doesn't drink the milk? But you, it's out of context. It's out of context. For I perceive that thou art gall of bitterness and a bond of iniquity. Then Simon said, pray ye, Lord, for me that none of these things. So he started to repent right there. But he believed before. Belief comes when we're trusting in as well. So we need to learn to hate the world. What are we talking about? People, we're not talking about people in the world, but the mountains of it, the institutions, the spirit of it, the spirit of the age, the deception, the principalities and powers and high and wickedness in high places and exposing evil. We don't trust in business. It, that would be trusting in horses and chariots. We trust in God. We don't trust in the government of this world. These are the seven mountains that people are trying to get you to, 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 to trust in. No, we trust in God's government, His apostolic authority, His power on this earth, and His word, and His real true apostles, and His order. We don't trust in science and medicine and man that we're going that we lean on, we lean on the wisdom and revelation of God that only comes from the Holy Spirit and Jesus is our healer. I'm not saying God might not use some of them, but 
We don't put our trust, our reliance, our, our, our treasure in those things. And in religion, you see just, these are the seven mountains that, that are in the book of Revelation. The religion is just believing in religion. No, everything believes in the doctrine in its way, but it's in covenant with the Creator. It's not a religion. Covenant with the Creator. We just are not believing in some kind of doctrine or some kind of statue. Like I said earlier, it's, it's transformation. It's real. Arts and entertainment. That's another mountain. We're not, if we're not satisfied by the glory and the power of God, what else can entertain us? Family is another institution that we bow down to. We're not going to let soul ties and think that we're going to keep our culture and the institutions of our family that aren't by the Spirit. That's why he said if we don't hate those things more than Him, He's not worthy of us. Nothing can be in front of us. And then media. Are we going to believe the 450 false prophets of, of Jezebel and Baal? Or are we going to listen to the Word of God and the true messengers of God? Are we going to listen to Elijah? Or are we going to listen to the soothsayers? It's all right here. And that's the mountains of the world because they're penetrated into what you're following. That's the difference. Holiness. Without it, we will not see God. One mountain we climb, and it's called the mountain of the Lord. And he says, to climb this mountain, you give us clean hands and a pure heart. That's what's the difference. Clean hands and a pure heart. The only mountain we climb is the hill of the Lord. If you're not climbing the hill of the Lord, you're not believing. You're not a believer. You can't sit at the bottom. Of, they weren't a believer. Moses went up and saw the glory of God, but they came down and were, were worshiping and making a golden calf. I would have been like, I'll go with you, Moses. Let's go up the mountain. No, no, go up and hear from God for us. You need it. You're not a believer if you got other people here for God for you. Right there. He tore the veil that we'll have relationship with us, that we will know the Spirit. Those that have ears to hear. And it, you could be hearing God through a vessel, but you're still hearing God yourself. Yes. Not secondhand. Yes. Religion is always secondhand revelation, secondhand knowledge, and it's not alive. This is good news. We are in the truth. Just shake off what you're thinking because this is it. This is awesome news if we believe. What we see when one believes is the right state are the fruits of salvation, fruits of falling. People judge not. People say judge not. God says to judge and test the spirits. One church. One baptism. And to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, we must be bat so many churches worship the water. I want to hear the tongues. I want to hear the revelation out of the vessel. You, you're still focusing on outward fleshly works. Yeah, so what? I'm not arguing water baptism. Saying, I want to see the sons in God raised up in the full stature and measure of Christ. That is God's will. That is what we are becoming, the sons of God. We are supposed to start to look like our brother, our big brother. I don't like to say that because it's kind of demean. But Jesus is the first, first of many brethren. So we're the sons of God, but he's on the... Let's not get into all that right now. Let me stick to... The real signs of a believers. 
sanctification, transformation, and the renewing of the mind. That's it. It has to be. John 7, 33-53. Then Jesus said unto them, For a little while I am with you, and he has sent me. You shall seek me and not find me. Whether I go, you cannot come. And the Jews said among themselves, Whether we come, we'll find you. And in the manner of the saying of this, he said, Seek me, you shall find. It goes on and on. It's talking about, In the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. There's a sign right now of a real believer. Because if you're a real believer, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Not religion. And they get so mad when you know the difference. Who does he think he is? Nobody, but we're one with him that is and was and is to come. And speak he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. But many of the people, therefore, when they heard this, said, Oh, what a truth, this is the prophet. Others said, This is Christ. But some said, Shall Christ come to Galilee? And he has said from the Scripture, Christ cometh the seed of David to the town of Bethlehem. Then it goes on and on to saying that, they believe the Pharisees more than the miracles in the, the Word of God. Right here, at the end, it says, because some Pharisees said, well, he's not going to come out of Galilee. Oh, that's it. It's not real. It's not true. And having then the rulers of Pharisees, and, but down at the bottom, it says, having any of the rulers of the Pharisees believed on him, question, but this people who knoweth not the law are cursed. Nicodemus said unto them, he that came to Jesus by night, remember before we read it, one of them, does our law judge any man before I hear him and know that what he does? They answered and said, no. Every man went to his own house. Right then, Nicodemus believed, but he didn't want to pay the price to follow. So he was fighting for him, but he wasn't surrendering his old life and everything. So he was, a, he was wrestling. In salvation, there's a wrestle. It's not just a prayer and your life does nothing. It's, there's a wrestle, there's a fighting, there's an inward battle. And then there's, you have to surrender. Mark 16, 14 to 20. This is a sign of, of also of believing. After he appeared to the eleven, this is the last thing he said to them, and embraced them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. He's like, man, I walked with you, then some son, and they're still not believing. See, they weren't converted yet. They believed, but they didn't believe him. And he said unto them, Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believeth and is baptized, he's not talking about water, he's talking about in the Holy Spirit, shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. This is the belief that he's saying. And these signs shall follow them that believe. So if you really believe, say, where's your signs? Oh, what do you mean, what signs? The signs of a believer. In my name they'll cast out demons. They shall speak with new tongues. Oh, but the Baptists want to clarify that and say it's just a prayer because, you know, that was the apostles. He's saying them that believe, all them that believe forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. 
If God's dead, then we're dead. He's alive, we're alive. They shall take up serpents, drink any deadly thing, and it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Yeah, a lot of religious people lay hands on the sick, but they really don't believe. Yeah, I believe Jesus, but I don't really believe, but i got to do this because the Bible says, yeah, I lay hands on the sick, take them to the, the sick among the elders. But it, when, right when belief happens, something happens. And when we believe it, we follow the word. Take up serpents, drink any other thing, shall not, and say, lay hands on the shall recover. So then, after the Lord spoken these things, they received him up to heaven. Everybody can stand up. And they went, for, if, you, if you feel you want to. And preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs falling. Signs of salvation. True stuff. Signs of, not someone's... Anyone can go out today and say, oh, yeah, I won four people, I got four people to say a prayer. No, signs of salvation, the Lord working with them, confirming them with signs following. Salvation is a true sign, but it has to be a true salvation. So we end it with the scripture we began it with. James 2, 18-20. Yea, man say that he has faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works. And I will show you my faith by my works. I will show you that I believe because of what I do say and live. And surrender. Thou believest that there is one God, thou believest well. The devils also believe and they tremble. Remember, God said, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. But thou wilt thou know, O vain man, faith without works is dead. So those that are truly saved are alive. We are alive in Him. He's working in us. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank You that wherever we have unbelief, God, Father, we ask You to, to cut off those limbs, to cut off those things that are holding us back from believing all of You. The guts, every bit, God, will eat You from head to toe. We'll eat Your Word, every bit of it. Father, we thank you that you are the Word, came flesh. We will drink your blood and eat your flesh, and we will have life in you because we are being made clean by the Word of God, by the renewing of the mind. This is the gospel, that we bear witness that we are the sons of God, that we cry out, Abba, Father. We have been adopted. We have been taken. We have been found in darkness. And we thank you, Father God. Let the kingdom of God be like that person who lost that treasure, lost that coin, and searched and swept the whole house clean till she found it. That's the desperation. That's the cost. If we lose something, we find it again because that is what salvation does. It never gives up. It never lets it go. And it always believes and keeps holding on. Father, I pray right now that you baptize us in more fire and in the Holy Spirit and fire that your word will become flesh inside of us as well, that we will become living epistles, oracles of God, no matter what. We will not fear what man can do. We will not fear what religious institutions try to do. We will be so hungry for your word. We will pray for those that accuse us. We will, we will bless our accusers. And we will love our enemies and we will pray for those that despitefully use us. We will turn our cheek to those that slap us in the face because we are, those are the signs of the sons of God. If we really believe we obey 
Who is my brother, mother, sister, those that do the will of the Father? Father, we thank you that we say yes to you again today. And Father, we pray right now, and if anyone's listening to this and they not even know that, you open your heart, you cry, you surrender, you do it. You don't need someone to coach you with it. It's a heart cry. And Father, our hearts are crying out right now. Save us, heal us, deliver us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.